Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. On today's podcast, <coughs> spend a good hour venting on the situation. Hopeful alternatives, I suppose, as well. Assessing the situation. In our current country, you know, that is a democracy, you know, where people have the right to vote. There is a certain contingency that is actively advocating to suppress that. Um, part of that movement is being led by the former president, a man by the name of Donald John Trump. Prior to being president, he was a famous con man. He was a game show host at the time that he first ran for president, back in starting in 2015. He was a game show host at the time. Had zero experience prior to being president. I personally have been aware of the man since I was a little kid. Um, you watch TV and you grow up in the 80s. There's, there's a lot of strange characters on TV. There were some characters that were like clearly and obviously bad. Uh, like there was, yeah, there were some pretty evil characters that would make it into the news. And not characters, but real life actual humans, but they were, you know, evil. Green River Killers and Ted Bundy, Charles Manson. Even though he committed those murders in the 60s and the 80s, there would be these like interviews at the early 90s that interviews with Charles Manson that they would show sometimes on TV. It's like you could, you know, turn on a screen and see it, you know. But there's also this other kind of like, uh, or I, I guess a more subtle kind of um, embracing of, of the dark side of things. And that was Donald Trump. And, and he actually, for me, personally, was like the very specific person when I was about seven or eight, whatever years old. And I don't even remember how old specifically. But it was, you know, in the middle of his heyday. He was on TV a lot. But it was him specifically that I... He was like the first adult that had be formulated the connection that some adults are, you know, role models or whatever, and people to aspire to. Others are not, and it might be not quite as clear. Uh, going to church and stuff like that certainly helped, you know, fortify or solidify that particular opinion of Trump. Formulated that first impression of Trump as a young kid, young boy growing up in the 80s. And he never did anything to improve my opinion of him, really. He got more famous. He got more wealthy. He bankrupted more companies. Had more marriages that went sideways. Said more racist stuff. And then he became a game show host in the early 2000s. Uh, and 
And then the Republican Party picked that guy to be president of the United States, and then he actually won. Um, it was a pretty surreal, crazy time. This is the post-time of Trump being president, but he's still kind of around. It, it's really weird. He won't go away. Uh, I was in high school when he, he, he disappeared for the first time, and that was... remember being pretty happy about it. I mean, this was way, way, way before he was any sort of legitimate political figure. He was just this sort of annoying D-list celebrity. And in, uh, I remember shortly after I graduated high school, he had his sixth bankruptcy. And so U.S. banks were going to stop lending him money. It seemed like he was finally done. You know, the jig was up. You know, he it, it, he was a fraud. You know, he was not a successful business person. If you lend him money, that business is going to go bankrupt, and he's just going to use the funds to, you know, keep to to live a very lavish lifestyle and, and to promote that lavish lifestyle. But that's all it is. It's just his business, quote unquote, is just promoting Donald Trump's lavish lifestyle, and, and that's it. And then he uses the business to support that lavish lifestyle. So he just kind of takes the money right out of that particular entity that he has some sort of control of so that he can do the things that he likes to do, like golf at exclusive golf clubs, stay at fancy places, you know, go on helicopter trips, and then, you know, watch TV on in fancy places, in fancy hotels and stuff. That's, that's what he does. That that is who he is, you know. That that's how he spends his life, primarily. He golfs a lot, you know. He travels in private airplanes and private helicopters. Occasionally, he sits behind a desks a desk, and he'll, um, you know, make phone calls. You know. Um, Yeah, there's there's maybe other people within the organization actually doing stuff, but he, he doesn't really, that's not really his job necessarily to actually do things. You know, his, his job is just to kind of, to be Donald Trump. You know, very famous guy, wealthy, he's got a lot of money. He literally had a gold house that he lived in, gold toilet and everything. That that means you're successful if if you have all that stuff or something. I I guess I don't, I don't. it's very weird, you know. Uh, he was just a guy with a lot of money that he just was given as as a birthright, and then he just kind of fucked up a lot with it. You know, he he would create companies that would go bankrupt. He would cheat on his wives. He would say racist and sexist stuff out loud in public, and then. He would pay someone to have to have it broadcast. You know, uh, I was like in my early teens, I think, 11 or 12 or something like that, and uh, five teenagers were accused of a crime, and Donald Trump paid to have an ad in a newspaper demanding that we bring back the death penalty, you know. And, like, he, he was just that type of person, you know, and that and that's what he was he wasn't there was no meat on the bone if you will like he's kind of what you see is what you get 
this kind of this bumbling, wealthy, racist, sexist, bigoted dumbass who just for whatever reason there there was always every generation or so a, a new group of people that were willing to really get into them and uh yeah because of the popularity of the game show the apprentice um a business themed game show that donald trump was the host of because that show became a big hit um when Donald Trump started saying racist stuff about Barack Obama, it became news, and, and it was covered as a news event. You know, it was weird. Uh, you know, former D-list celebrity, bankruptor of company guy, dumb shit, Donald John Trump is saying racist things again. Um, and But then, you know, national news all put microphones in front of Donald Trump's face and just kind of gave him the podium and just sort of let him speak his mind. Uh, very weird. You know, he could have just done that on a podcast or something and or TMZ could have covered it or, or just the conservative media, whatever. But for whatever reason, mainstream media covered it. Um, Donald Trump was sort of half right with the fake news thing because when he would point at the cameras that were directly pointed at him with the red light on meaning live and he would point at them and say fake news well right exactly uh, he him you know covering there is no legitimate reason to cover donald john trump live as a news event you know him speaking in front of a bunch of adoring fans you know, they have every right to adore him or whatever, but that's not really a news event. And so, yeah, that, that he was right when he said fake news. When he pointed at the news that was covering him live while he was running for president at various campaign events and then said fake news. Yep, yeah, the, the subject they are covering is not worthy of being a news event. You know, it's, there is no reason to cover Donald John Trump running for president as a live news event. That's kind of an absurd thing. It kind of gives oxygen to something that... Well, there's no... no it, it, it shouldn't have been that way, but it, it went that way. And uh, it, like, for whatever reason, increased his popularity when more news outlets started putting a microphone in front of Donald John Trump's face and letting him speak. That was the weird part. Um, they, you know, it just got kind of weirder from there. You know, that was like, oh, okie doke, here, here we go, you know. And I had my own sort of surreal, kind of weird experience to sort of mentally prepare for the insanity that is a country that elected you know, a famous con man to be its commander-in-chief of the United States military. You know, it's kind of an absurd scene, you know. But my own surreal experience was actually working a campaign, Trump campaign. <clears throat> a gig's a gig. And I was selling snacks and sodas to the folks of MAGA. While at the same time, in the much bigger auditorium... A bodybuilding competition was going on. 
you know, with half-naked people, all bronzed up with mirrors all over and weights and flexing. And in the bigger auditorium, that was going on. And then in the smaller auditorium that was half full, there was a bunch of adoring people waiting to see Donald John Trump speak. It was weird. I actually saw it with my own eyes. And, and I think until I saw it with my own eyes, I, I didn't want to believe it. You know, I, I saw the news. And I, I kind of believed Trump when he was like, fake news. Like, as in, like yeah, he, he's not a legitimate presidential candidate. There's no re, there's not, there's no way there's that many people that are going to be that, it, it, you know, I refuse to believe it. One of my fraternity brothers, even like early on, was like, uh, go tr Trump something. Like, make America great. And I was like, LOL. You know, like, I, th I thought he was just being sarcastic. Like, I, I, I honestly didn't, it didn't even occur to me that someone with a college education would be able to vote Trump. Like, uh, yeah. I get people liking Republican or whatever. I like small government and fiscal conservatism. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's great. Uh, that doesn't really have anything. <laughs> doesn't really have anything to do with Donald John Trump, though. Uh, I don't. Why do people not know who that guy is? It's just so weird. That game show did a really good job of uh, making you think that he was a successful businessman. Uh, he didn't really have anything going at the start of that show. the sh The show is what revived his career. The show, N not him having some business success and then the show highlighting it like a documentary no the show was a game show and he was hired to be the host and that revived his career and then we elected that guy president you know our country's done silly things before we we, we elected an actor to be president his name was ronald reagan but he prior to being president he was the governor of california but prior to being that he was an actor you know, that's, you know, that line from Back to the Future. Ronald Reagan, the actor? Oh. It's, so it's a weird time, because this is like several years after that. And this Trump character is one I've been sort of, you know, definitely sort of was long burnt out on and tired of hearing about over 20 years ago, you know way, way, way before he got nomination, way before he was any sort of political figure. You know, calling Donald Trump an idiot was never a political statement. But over the last four or five years, it's become a political statement to just sort of simply state a fact about a member of our society. Donald John Trump is a famous con man, famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, and stupid, and then becoming the host of a game show. Now, every single thing I just said there is a fact. And as of four or five years ago, was not a political statement at all. Yeah. But now, in the year 2022, you know, after that guy actually did indeed become a president of the United States, saying those facts, Donald John Trump is a famous con man, famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, and stupid a whore for publicity who became a game show host.
Uh, that those statement of facts is now a political statement. It means it means you are affiliated with this particular side now. Crazy. It's weird. It's hard to process, and it's it happens so quick, you know. Um, of all the people to <laughs> divide our society, Donald John Trump. Wow, you know. But it seems like the Republican Party is more than happy to just sort of go along with it. You know, if the people are willing to vote Republican, you know, whatever they have to tell you to convince you to vote Republican, that's what they're going to tell you. So if there's enough people that are still digging the Trump thing and are willing to go Republican, then, you know, there's still going to be enough Republicans that are going to align themselves with Trump. Uh, no, once... Uh, you do vote for those Republicans. Once they're in office, they will primarily be focused on cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations. Trump himself signed one of those said laws back in 2017, shortly after running for president on a campaign of building walls, banning Muslims, and, uh, you know, I don't know, making America great somehow by doing all that stupid stuff. But... First item on the agenda for the Republicans and Donald John Trump in early 2017 was a tax bill that cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations, and they celebrated it in front of the White House. They were very happy about it, all of them gleeful in front of the news cameras there to brag about their tax bill that cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. Yeah, Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House at the time, Republican, called it the crowning achievement of his career. Shortly after that, uh, one of those companies fired about 10,000 people. A few years after that tax bill, there are some billionaires in this country who are now worth more billions with a B, that's 1,000 millions, each one of those billions, who are worth more billions than they were just a few short years ago. Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, majority shareholder or whatever, well, he got to go to space. Yeah. Um, healthcare is not a right, education is not a right, but billionaires, individual human beings, had their wealth increase, in some cases, by billions, with a B, of dollars. Yeah. But... You still don't have the right to go to a doctor if you're sick and not have to get out a credit card. That is a privilege. Yeah. You want the privilege of health care, you got to pay for it. Same with education. Yeah. Now, again, the primary thing that the Republican Party did once you voted Trump it is, is they cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. For whatever reason, Trump is still lingering around, you know, it's this, because, uh, you know, he liked having that power, of course, you know, that was a lot of power that we bestowed upon him, um, you know, his presidency was about as, as awful as could be predicted, um, you know, thankfully he's kind of stupid and inept and lazy, uh, or else it could have been much worse, you know. Um, I am very thankful that Donald John Trump is stupid. 
That, that is something that we had, we had going for us as a society. Uh, if he was far more, you know, uh, then, yeah, some real bad things could have happened, you know. Um, because his entire message, one of building walls, uh, suppressing free speech, violently acting towards anyone that disagrees with you, um, suppressing religion, um, that style of rule is called fascism. And that's what it's called. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, I think people got a little confused. They thought, well, no, we're the United States of America. Therefore, it's not fascism. Uh, nope. That's, that's not really how it works. Fascism doesn't care what the name of your country is or what type of gov government you had in place previously. It's an authoritarian-style rule. Rules with force, vindictiveness, cruelty, lack of empathy for the citizens. Yeah, there's a certain ruthlessness in how it behaves, if you will, and a certain single-mindedness focus on protecting a very tiny, tiny group of people's very privileged way of life. Yeah. So, that was very much what Donald Trump was representing and kind of embodying. He just didn't have the, I don't know, I guess, passion for it or whatever. The, the sort of uh, relentless, vindictive pursuit of said things. Um, you know, and thank God, you know. Thank God Donald John Trump is lazy and stupid, or else he could have achieved some pretty horrifying things. You know, I'm thankful that he did not achieve his goals. Uh, that would have been extremely bad for our society. You know, an extremely inept, un you know, apathetic, unethical, amoral man whose psychiatrists around the country felt compelled to publish a book called The Dangerous Case of Donald John Trump. Because he's a, you know, he's he's a narcissistic sociopath, sociopath, you know, kind of a scary individual in any context, uh, but especially one in which, um, you know, he has access to, you know, weapons of mass destruction and such, and uh, you know, a big vast military and levers of power, and you know, vast financial resources as well. Tax dollars were used to pay Donald John Trump to go golfing at a golf resort that he owned. And then uh, on the days that he would stay there, for whatever reason, the rates were a little bit higher during those times. Yeah. Sometimes as much as 600 a night, and that's including Secret Service. And we all paid for that, even though Don Donald John Trump's a supposed billionaire. That's a thousand millions. So, like, there's no, the one I want to make clear is there is no hatred towards my fellow citizens who support Trump. It, it's disappointment, yes, but it, it's not hatred at all. It's a, a, a doing everything in my power not to sound like a condescending prick. Um, but sometimes it's like... What are y'all doing, man? Bless your hearts, but good God, you guys got you got to stop voting Trump. I know you really thought he was gonna lead you to something wonderful, but man, that's just not what he embodies. That's not what he's about. I I, I don't know how. 
I don't know how you got that impression from the man. I get that he's got a lot of gold, but, uh, whoa, yeah, no, that's, that ain't what Donald John Trump's about. He ain't about helping you. No. If you're willing to be a prop for him and make him feel good about himself, i.e., for example, he wants to go on stage and talk about whatever's on his mind for an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever. And you want to be there to listen to him? And you want to, you know, chant and stuff? Yeah, he loves that. It makes him feel good. He loves to be adored. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that he cares about you, though. It, it doesn't mean that he's actively trying to make your life better, to improve your your status in life. It just means that he he likes being adored. You know, if you stop adoring him, he'll he'll kick you out. I mean, like almost literally, like. If you there, there was a dude that was on the stage behind Trump once, and when Donald Trump would say some of his stuff that's just really idiotic and absurd, and it's kind of hard to not have some kind of reaction when he says some of the shit he says because it's so insane. There was a dude on stage that kind of winced a few times or would make kind of faces every time, and he got kind of quietly escorted away. You know. He's all of it's, but that's because it's all image. It, it, it's all a mirage. All the positive things you think about Trump is all a mirage. It's called marketing. Okay, it's messaging. It's hype. Smoke and mirrors. You know. For. Most of my adult life, Donald John Trump was famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, and stupid, and just being willing to do anything to be famous. Anything. He didn't care. Anything to get more money into just to stay in the limelight. He didn't care who he had to screw over. What bank, what small business he had to bankrupt to leverage his position, you know, even better. That's just what he was. And for me as a kid that grew up in the church, what I came to realize with Trump is that he's just kind of the physical embodiment of the seven deadly sins. What happens to a person when you embrace such pure... I mean, they're called the seven deadly sins for a reason. You know, it's not good for you. And not even a religious context, really. Like, it's kind of... Be wary of those, you know? They can, they can rot you from within, you know. He's, he's not a happy person. He's not a healthy person. He's not one's, one to aspire to. And he's, he's kind of saturated himself in, that, in those seven deadly sins for decades now. And he doesn't look good, you know. It's not just because he's getting older. I mean, he doesn't look good for a while. You know, it, it's... Yeah, I, I, the idea of, sometimes I think, like, uh, the idea of, like, putting myself in someone else's shoes, and the, the idea of being 
Trump for even just like a minute or two is it's kind of horrifying. Just that that that's so much negative energy, you know. But he is that guy all the time. Donald John Trump is Donald John Trump. The character and the real guy are one and the same. The character Donald John Trump, the persona, is highly successful at business, a ladies' man, you know, and and ladies love him, you know. They just they just love him and think he's, you know, suave and whatever. The persona, uh, and every venture he touches, it it's it goes gold, you know. It's just just got the magic touch, you know. He writes books. The persona. Now the real Donald John Trump, he, he doesn't read or write much. You know, he he, he kind of struggles to maintain coherent sentences sometimes. You know, he's kind of. I I would never want to be that guy. I I don't, I don't envy him. God have mercy on that man's soul. He was trained to be the way that he was by his father, and he just never figured out a better way. You know, he was rewarded for being bad, for doing bad things, and he just continued to do bad things, and then eventually became president of the United States. You know, and then he abused his power, and the organization that picked him to be president said, that's okay, we're going to let you keep your job. And in fact, how about we promote you? So do you think he's learned a lesson? <laughs> no, not yet. I don't... If our society can't teach a person like Donald John Trump some sort of lesson of some kind, like, um, besides just the fine, you know, but like his empire needs to dissolve, you know. It, it's an entire empire built on fraud. In the most literal, direct sense of the word, he is a fraud. What you think of him, you know, all those positive things you think about him are, it's it's fraudulent, okay? It's false. I, I know you think emphatically that he's awesome because you saw his name on big buildings, and a lot of those big buildings have decided to take his name down because they realize it's really weird to have to pay that guy to have his name on your building. Why would you do that? Seems like a strange arrangement. That's what the arrangement is in many cases. The owners of, you know, high-end properties paying Donald John Trump or his company or whatever to have his name on their building. In some cases, the Trump Organization owns them, but in many cases, it's just a licensing agreement. There's a certain value of fame and Donald John Trump has been able to capitalize on that for decades now. So, he hasn't really learned a lesson yet, because he's continued to be rewarded. Now, he did lose the election, so there there is that sort of thing. You know, the people spoke. Unfortunately, though, over 70 million people in 2020 did indeed vote for Trump to get reelected. Of all the people. And what your thoughts are on Joe Biden are really completely irrelevant. It doesn't really matter. That, that it's beside the point. It's completely irrelevant. You know. You know. And it is completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter what your opinion is of the Democratic Party. That's called changing the subject. Okay.
Donald John Trump is a famous con man, famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, and stupid, and a whore for publicity, who became a game show host in the early 2000s. Prior to getting, getting the nomination for President of the United States of America by the Republican Party in 2016, his prior experience was none. None. His prior experience was none. Yeah. Nothing I just said there is an opinion. Nothing I just said there should be considered a political statement. But in the modern times, it is. It's very weird. It's hard to adapt to such things. Like, how do we have debate? What is it that the people who support them really want? Why do they want fascism? If they don't want fascism, why are they supporting fascism? That's what Trump represents. It's what he represented. He, he lost the vote. That, that's what happened, you, you know. Yeah, but when, when you don't offer evidence, <laughs> then, then you lose your case, okay? If you don't have any evidence, then you don't have a case. That's how it goes. I know, that can be frustrating. You, you really think that the guy that you voted for should win. I know. I've had it happen a few times where the person I voted for just didn't win. And I've even had it a few times where, you know, the person I voted for did win, uh, but they didn't win in the correct way, you know? Yeah. So there's actually been twice now where I voted for the person who actually won the popular vote. So like the will of the people. But they didn't win this other strange, convoluted, anarchic, dumb thing that we haven't, for whatever reason, we still haven't got rid of yet, and that's called the Electoral College. Now, in that first part of the vote in 2020, it was not even close. Uh, Donald John Trump did very well. He got 70 million votes. <laughs> I can't, I don't understand how there was that many people that voted for Donald Trump. Again, what your thoughts on the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, are completely irrelevant. <laughs> you you got to defend your vote for Trump without saying the word Democrat, because <laughs> that, that part's irrelevant, because there's other names on the list. It wasn't just two names. There's a whole bunch of names. You can also write in a name. Yeah. But the main thing is, as, as good as he did, he lost the popular vote by quite a bit quite a bit. The only reason, so what he did is that there was a few states where he only lost by tens of thousands. And so he went to those specific states and was like, hey, throw out that number of votes so that he would win. And then the, he filed a bunch of lawsuits claiming fraud. No, the other thing too is, of course, he, he declared prior to the election that there would be fraud and that he would contest the results of the election if he, if he lost. And so he did exactly that. Uh, he had zero respect for the transfer of power, didn't even shake Joe Biden's hand on his way out. Uh, he's a really, uh, yeah, <laughs> I strain to come up with positive things to say about Donald John Trump except for because he's so awful. He's just a rotten-to-the-core human being, a person who fully embraced the seven deadly sins because 
he did that in such a full public view, and he's been doing it for decades. We, humanity, the rest of humanity, gets to see what doing that does to a person, does to a society that gives too much power to said person. What happens? It's a lot of negativity, a lot of destruction, and uh, death, and not a whole lot of good. Yeah, it just kind of sucks all the way around. Yeah. So I guess that's the benefit. We get to see it. So hopefully we can avoid heaping massive amounts of praise and power to those types of people in the future. Maybe. Be because he's so... He was so clearly and obviously bad. Like, kind of the embodiment of what not to be. And... When people go for that, and so he gets the power that he's been craving, well, you, you kind of, we got to see what happens, and it, it wasn't good. Somehow, though, there's been some, you know, I don't know, a, a, a drinking of the Kool-Aid to a level to where people are able to just, you know, they're able to filter what's going on in just a way to to just accept a completely alternate reality. Kelly Conway, Trump's uh, whatever her title was, communications director or something like that, alternative facts. You know that that term came out several years ago. Alternative facts. You know Donald John Trump is a famous con man, so he's you know he's going to lie a lot. He's going to embellish. He's going to just tell some cases just outright whoppers he's just gonna make shit up off the top of his head sometimes you know a lot of times you know he's not a prepared diligent person that's not what he's about he doesn't care about getting to the truth of the matter and you know striving for some greater good that's not what he's for that's not his thing okay it's increasing power for himself and and Fame and privilege and yeah. You know, the, so the frustrating part about the modern time is that like all this is, I don't really feel like anything, most of what, I don't really feel like anything I've said today on this podcast so far is really like an opinion. I mean, I suppose technically or something, but it's like, it's this weird thing where there's like millions of people that just think something different of the guy for whatever reason. And it's just, we're watching the same guy. Like, I can't even do the, listen to the volume of Donald Trump. I just have to turn the volume down. It's just, it's, it's just too, it begs the question, why? You know, was it just to like, Stick it to the man or something? Is that what it is? Because he's, he's pure chaos theory, I guess. But it's it's like breaking down the system so that it caters even more to the affluent class. So you know, I, I don't understand how working class people dig the Trump message. You know, it's not one that's gonna. It's not one that's focused on benefiting the working class. That's that's not its focus. 
It's sort of, kind of, making a half-assed attempt to pretend to. But he, he doesn't, a lot of times he doesn't even know how to pretend to care about the working class. But they still buy it anyway. And that's, that's, the, that's the strange part. Like, I was at a Trump rally where I'm pretty sure it was Stephen Miller uh, that I think heard live. He was, uh, I just remember this, just, this such a weird statement that he made. It was something like, are you tired of losing your job because of an open border? It's just like, what? What the hell does that statement even mean? That doesn't even make any sense. What is the connection? I don't, but it, but people cheered and clapped and rah, you know, they, they got all excited by that statement when I was at the Trump rally, selling sodas and concessions way, way in the back. I was kind of standing there with my arms crossed, confused, maybe annoyed look on my face like, who are these people? What is the deal here? Like, is this some kind of fever dream? <laughs> like, what? What is, you know? It was very bizarre being at that campaign rally. But again, it kind of, I'm glad I had that experience because it definitely kind of prepared me. I mean, it's, you know, the, I got to see the, the real live MAGA people with my own eyes, you know, and th they're, they're real. They're, they're actual people who genuinely think Donald John Trump is awesome, that he's successful, and that all the stuff, like that opening montage to The Apprentice, they, like legit 100% think that's real, like real, real, you know, like that he owns all those airplanes that he's coming out of and stuff, like he, that he's not leasing a plane or leasing the helicopter, you know, that he owns all of those buildings that have his name on them and stuff, and that all he's got all these ventures that are innovative and, you know, just booming things, you know. <laughs> Uh, no? So it's like this, there's this certain kind of waiting for what next. There's got to be the point at which with the air just kind of evaporates out of the, out of this Trump movement. I mean, because he's, he's I mean, He's facing real deal consequences. The, 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 he, he's just on autopilot, I think, Trump is. He's on pure survival mode right now. That's why he's just going back into the old hits, you know, trying to, you know, Trump 2024. He wants to become president so that he can avoid prosecution for possible crimes that he's committed, you know. Um, and he's probably going to have to deal with the dissolving of his empire. If his empire dissolves and he's somehow still eligible to be president, yeah, of course he's going to try to run. But, you know, hopefully our country can just avoid Trump ever being president again, regardless of ever, even if there has to be some sort of, you know, bylaw by created saying him specifically is just not eligible to be president again, you know. Of all the people in the country, you know, there's 300 plus million people in this country. Just, just pick somebody else, Republican Party, you know, just pick somebody else. But that's the problem. I, I think this is, this is why it's, we're at a tricky point, because the Republican Party went all in on Donald John Trump. That's a fact. Grand old party. Party of, supposedly of Lincoln and whatever. Picked to be their 
nominee for President of the United States of America, Commander-in-Chief of the United States of um, United States Military, Donald John Trump. Twice they picked him. I mean, they did do that. They doubled down on the guy. The dude was impeached twice. They were given ample opportunity to cut ties to the man and just refused to do it. You know, they just said, no, 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 we're going to we're going to stick with them. So, I mean, we're, we're five years into this now. It, it's a little late for that organization to now dump the guy. They went all in. And I guess you, if you want to get technical, maybe they, they went about 95 percent in because there's the Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney sort of kind of broke off. She's on the January 6th committee, so that's actually investigating the, you know, the group of rioters that under Trump's enthusiastic support invaded the Capitol. Trump said he would be there with them, but he was just watching it on TV in glee and just kind of let it go on for several hours before he really did much of anything about it. He was happy to see it happen. He was happy to see violence at the Capitol. Yeah, he, he will do anything to retain his power. And he honestly thought that if enough of his supporters got a, you know, big and rowdy enough and violent enough that they could overthrow the vote of the people and just retain power for himself. Now, yeah, the, the people who stormed the Capitol, may, maybe some of them faced some kind of restitution or some sort of crime or something, but you know, nothing's going to happen to him. Is he worried about any of those folks? Any for their personal safety? His his followers who invaded the Capitol? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, if they're willing to fight so that he can retain his power, he's more than happy to let them do it. And I think he he genuinely thought that if they succeeded, if they had violently sieged the Capitol and actually taken control of the Capitol. Um, that he would continue to be president of the United States of America, because that's how it works in other places, ruled by leaders that he has a lot of respect for, like Vladimir Putin, you know, Kim Jong-un, and ones from the past, like Hitler and Mussolini. He has a lot of respect for those kinds of leaders. That's what he wanted to be. But again, thankfully, he's kind of stupid and lazy, thankfully. So he wasn't really able to quite achieve the level of you know, <laughs> anywhere near the vindictive cruelty that some of those places inflict, you know, and have inflicted. And those those leaders, you know, those dictators from present and past. So that's kind of the quandary, the, the, the quagmire that, that we're in. We're given two options in the media to, for like political representation. These are your two options, these two organizations. One of them, though, picked this famous like clown show guy, famous D-list celebrity guy, zero experience prior to the job, who at the time for running for president his first time was a game show host. Okay, was given the job. And we, we said, oh, well, we'll try to give him the best shot. So, but then right off the bat, just kind of whoop, went kind of going sideways, four years of just kind of surreal insanity. 
ample time to cut strings to the guy and just say, oops, sorry, our bad, you know, we apologize for what we did. But the whole reason of having a vice president is so that when the president can no longer do the job, you have someone ready to go. Uh, but the Republican Party said, nope, the only one in the entirety of our organization that is worthy of the job is Donald John Trump. And they double and double down over and over and over and over again. You know, it, it's 2022. Uh, you know, they, they can't just cut ties with the guy now and pretend like all is good. They are the organization that represented the interest of Donald John Trump, not just exclusively the interests of the wealthy and corporations, which they made clear back in 2017, but even more narrowly focused, you know, kind of proclaiming Donald John Trump's message. So advocating that the 2020 election was fraudulent because Trump said it. He said it was fraudulent, and he filed a bunch of lawsuits. Every single one of them was dismissed. But, you know, the con man guy said it was fraudulent. And he said it was going to be fraudulent prior to, the ele prior to the election. So, no, he didn't offer any evidence, and every single case was dismissed. So, I'm not, I'm not really sure why that's a campaign, you know, message for another candidate, but that's what many Republican candidates are going with. The 2020 election was stolen. Uh, no. No, there was no, no, there was, no. Sorry, no, it wasn't. That's your message, though? Vote for me because Trump won? But that's, that's the hold that Trumpism has on our society right now, and and it's you know, but it it will dissipate any day now. I hope, hopefully. But then what? Where where do the conservatives go? Where what is the new options? Where what happens to the Republican Party? You have to have a counterpoint to over leftism because you get you get too far left, you get into like socialism. Socialism's no good. No, I'm totally for healthcare is a right and education is a right. Absolutely, 1,000%. But boo socialism. No socialism. No, we don't want that. But yes, healthcare is a right, education is a right. No socialism. No, we don't want that. That's bad. Boo to that. But yes, to healthcare is a right and education is a right. And yes, we as a society, we as human beings, we as living, breathing people living in this world, we can decide to do that. We can decide that you have the right to go to a doctor when you're sick. And we can declare it and fund it so that it, it is so. And it doesn't mean that we have to become socialists, though. You know. But the Republican Party, though, they're willing to kind of say anything. If that'll, if that'll work, you know. If, if what they're telling you will convince you to vote for them, well, then they'll tell that to you, and, you know. So if getting you riled up about the Democrats are socialists, if, if that's all they got to tell you, and, that, and then somehow that'll convince you that that candidate is going to represent your interests, you know, I, for example, create laws that benefit you. Well, 
you know, that, that, that's what they're going to tell you. If, if you're going to vote for them, you know, what, what do you need them to tell you so that you'll vote for them? And, and that's what they'll tell you. And then once they are in office, uh, they're, they're going to cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. And then they're going to cut funding to, or attempt to cut funding to various federal programs like Social Security, health care, education, public education, infrastructure. Um, now, none of those things are going to benefit the average working class person, uh, but they are going to be the things that the Republican that you voted for are going to get to first and foremost, you know, making sure that people with a lot, a lot, a lot of money, the, the most uber affluent of the wealthy, uh, get more money and keep more money in their pocket. Yeah, that's going to be first item on the agenda. Yeah, make sure that the millionaires and billionaires pay less in taxes. First thing, before you get to anything else. Yeah. Now, obviously, what that'll do is create a budget deficit, meaning the amount of money you're spending on federal programs is going to be less than the amount that you're bringing in. So, yeah, then you'll have to cut funding to stuff. Yeah. And while doing that, a lot of times there's this ebb and flow of the economy, so, you know, corporations will suddenly kind of bounce around in value a little bit, maybe jump up in value, wealthy people too, uh, but you might also see increase in unemployment rate and uh, homelessness rate and stuff like that too, for obvious reasons. Because what a tax cut for the wealthy in corporations is, is, is what it, exactly what it is. It, it's an investment in the people who already have the most, and then a you know, a divesting in the people doing all the work, you know, so you're, you're going to get a sagging economy because all the people doing all the work are now just have a little bit more stress on them. It's just that much tougher, um, you know, for the average working class person, you know, even just a little bit, a few hundred bucks extra a month, it, it adds up pretty quick, you know, um, makes things just that much easier to get food and ends, make ends meet. The wealthy, once you're wealthy, you don't need a tax cut, you know. If you're managing your assets well, have an accountant, which you should, we can more than easily afford, a wealth planner as well, you're good to go. You know, there's levels of wealth you can get to in this country where some very basic advice and managing of assets for you by an advisor, and even with the fee you got to pay them and all that kind of thing, you're good. You can stop working whenever you feel like it, and you'll be able to maintain a very comfortable living in perpetuity. No problem. Those types of people, we don't. the government shouldn't be focused on lowering their tax rate. They're fine already. Even if you raise their tax rate, they're fine. They're good to go. Yeah, they, they got stuff situated to maintain very comfortable ways of life virtually forever many of them and many of them already have that whether you change their tax rate or not it's it's set it's good to go so those people don't doesn't need they don't need government officials lowering their tax rate that's not what the government's primary focus should be you know now that last part is the only opinion part really that's not what the government's focus should be that's my opinion i don't really think the government's a 
focus should be cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations. But stating that the Republican Party is the organization whose primary focus is cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations, that is not really an opinion. That's just a statement of fact. That is what they do. Now, in order to achieve that goal, though, they have to tell you all kinds of stuff. And now we're at the situation where the only people left, I think, who are still willing to vote for that organization are the Trump supporters. So that's not good for our democracy because we, we have to have more options. We can't have options reducing. So there needs to be something to fill the void. Is it libertarian, constitutionalist for the, you know, the more right-of-center political spectrum? You know, there still needs to be more options on the left of center, of course, because Democrats basically are just the other option. We're presented two options. The first one's the Republican Party. They're the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy, tax cuts for wealthy and corporations. And the Democrats are, you know, the other one. They're, so, and that's about it. That's about the only other, that's about the, the extent of the appeal, if you want to call it that, for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not an enthusiastic Democrat. It's just I, I can't vote Republican because that's voting against my interests. You know, and especially in modern times, given that that organization two times picked Donald John Trump to be president. You know, um, and it's just not really an excuse for people who n knew who he was to take that kind of risk. That that's not being conservative. There's nothing conservative about giving Donald John Trump unlimited power. That's not being conservative. That's being it's being reckless, you know, and uh, dangerous, you know. Of all the people to give the keys to the kingdom to within their organization, uh, it wasn't Donald John Trump. Among the three finalists, which you know, admittedly none of them were all that great. But even among the three finalists the Republican Party had in 2016, Donald John Trump was the worst of the three. He was the bottom of the barrel. You know, it was Donald Trump in the field during the Republican primary. But for whatever reason, the Republican Party just could not um, cut the dead weight. You know, they couldn't. They they thought <laughs> they were worried that their organization would not have. Even though it was their turn to win, there had been a Democrat president for a while, um, you know, they were worried they were going to lose to a girl. So they kept Donald John Trump in the race, kind of went with the wild card candidate. And now, <laughs> all these years later, he's still around. He won't go away. And there's people talking of like, you know, just the system breakdown and stuff. It's it, it's not civil war. It's something more absurd and ridiculous. The system breakdown, a slow devolving. You know, let's avoid that. Turn off Fox News. Make sure you get vaccinated. Stay safe out there. Make sure to register to vote. And when you vote, don't vote Republican. Anything else? God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.